Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in, folks. Hour number two of the early line on this Friday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side with you. Taking a look at some of the action from college basketball yesterday. The big game was UNC and UVA. The Tar Heels needing a victory, according to the bracketologists, plural, those that, uh, you know, follow this you know, throughout and, and have an idea with the bubble. Uh, many believe that UNC needed to win this game against UVA. Well, they did not. This game finishes 68-59, Virginia's direction, Donnie. And if North Carolina ultimately does not hear their name called on Sunday, they become the first preseason number one to fail to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and also, you're taking a look at the ACC, Kevin. So if you look at their final statistics for North Carolina, 11-9 and in the ACC, don't usually print your ticket into March Madness at that point, but it just shows you how down the ACC was this year, and the quality wins for the Carolina Tar Heels just weren't there. They, they had to go on a run, and I'm not so sure they even needed to win the ACC, but you had to pick up a few wins along the way, which would have included Virginia, which they beat just a few weeks back here that sort of catapulted their season as a legitimate chance to make the NCAA tournament if, let's just say, they didn't take down the ACC tournament itself. But they lost yesterday in terrible fashion. That's what happens. And also, I bet Virginia yesterday didn't feel all that great about it because you're saying, so. hey, look at this, Carolina coming in hot. They were unbelievable the day before. Let's see if they can continue basically for a home game for them. UVA was sensational. Do what they do. Put the claws on you on defense, and that's what they did to Carolina. And maybe Carolina goes into the NIT and wins a case. I don't know how that works in terms of do they accept that bid or not because Ooh. it is very disappointing for North Carolina to be well yeah I don't yeah I mean listen I know Kentucky yeah. accepted it the one year and that did not work out for Calipari at all shout out to Robert Morris I, you know mm-hmm. you look at it for North Carolina Donnie they, they won one of their quad one opportunities they lost the four overtime game to Bama They lost a close one to Iowa State, swept by Duke. I mean, there were chances there Mm -hmm. for UNC. And I know a lot of people have, you know, kind of, UNC was average last season. They were nine seed, and they went on a great run. The thing is, North Carolina brought back that entire team, basically. it's, It's not like they went on that great run, and then we said, well, Hubert Davis is clearly a coach that will never fade again. That's why they're preseason one. This was a team that was within, what, four points did they lose that national championship game by to Kansas? I mean, they were, they were awesome in that tournament. 
And, and by the way, here's the other thing. That group was a nine seed. That group was a nine seed in the tournament. So it's not as if we can try and rewrite history, Donnie, and be like, listen, come on. All right, we got a little ahead of our skis here. We shouldn't be surprised they missed the tournament. Kentucky yeah. was preseason number four. They had, a, they had a season so tough, people thought John Calipari should be fired. Kentucky's going to be on the seven line. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, disappointments vary, Donnie. There is absolutely no justification of, ah, come on, we should have known that UNC actually was just a blip. In the no, 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 no. They went to the national championship game, brought back the entire team, and are going to miss the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's a failure we've never seen before. No, exactly, too. And it was like, oh, man, what did you want, Kevin? They lost three of their five starters this year. Just really disappointing. Right. No. And also, maybe you should have benefited from a down ACC where you should have said, you know, we just have more talent yes. than the rest of these teams. Look at us fighting for an actual ACC crown. Like Pitt did. Pitt got bounced yesterday, and Pitt had a better season than UNC did. That's pretty crazy when it breaks down overall. But my goodness, yes. Carolina out. Networks don't like that too much, though. Yeah, they certainly do not. We've got our radio audience here on a Friday morning, the early line on Sirius XM Channel 159. Look, how about this Georgetown stuff? Patrick Ewing gets fired. I, I imagine it is not easy to move on from a legend like Patrick Ewing within that program. I guess that's the risk of when you hire someone that is up, has held in such high regard like Patrick Ewing is at Georgetown. But ultimately... Won 13 games over the last two seasons. There really was no other option here for Georgetown. No, there was no other option for Georgetown. One of the iconic brands in college basketball throughout the 80s and the 90s. Certainly now has fallen on hard times. Basketball, I like to say this. Like, basketball is better when Georgetown is really good. And I hope most sure. basketball betters here and most basketball fans, like, you know what? If Georgetown rebounds in the Big East to sort of resurrect themselves, that would be great stuff. But Patrick Ewing had to go. It's almost hard to fathom, too, because that blueprint usually works. A superstar player in the NBA goes to the college ranks. He's the pinnacle, right? He's just the CEO. You hire four to five guys who can really recruit and coach below, and it's supposed to be easy to work out. I'm not saying it equates into national championships, but you can't go to Georgetown and win like two games and have like a 30-game losing streak in conference play, which includes the likes of like DePaul in your conference. That was just mm -hmm. a terrible run for Georgetown. Only way to go but up now. Yeah, and I'm sure Patino's name will be thrown around. Look, we'll, we'll see. Does he even we'll coach see. tonight? I, Does he even coach tonight's question? No, look, Patino leaving Iona. Like, no one I think at Iona is silly enough to think that if he had success, people wouldn't come calling. All I'm saying is, and this is not a bit, Rick Patino has not come in and changed things at Iona at all. The Iona was on a five-year winning streak of the MAC tournament. We've... Missed the tournament in Rick's tenure more so than we had the five years before he got there. If Patino wins a tournament game, then that's something we've never done before. Now, it's all the credit in the world for that. If he doesn't... in a better place than he good, found it. Good luck, Georgia. Yeah, no, certainly did not. Shout out Tim Kloos, man. Bring him back. We'll be right back here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. 
Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. College basketball board is packed, packed here on a Friday. We're going to preview some specific games uh, in this segment. We're going to hit a little NBA coming up, and then we're going to go back to the college basketball and take a look at the tournaments because there's so many big games for the weekend that we want to try and hit those a little bit as well. We start, though, with some of the games here, DRS, that you think got some juice, and we go to the Big East here where we've got UConn and Marquette. Marquette found themselves in an absolute dogfight yesterday against St. John's. They win it 72-70 in overtime, falling short, well short of the pregame total. In fact, short of a live total, many said mm. as well. Though some folks did find their way to a live over, uh, our good pal Redtail yesterday found some action on the board here. But UConn's favored in this basketball game, favored by three and a half at Madison Square Garden. What do we see here in this Big East semifinal? Yeah, successful yesterday, taking some teams here across the board, laying numbers, which I usually like to get points, was successful yesterday with Iowa State getting points. But I went UConn yesterday, Kevin, minus six and a half. They had to lead the entire way of double digits. What did they win by? Seven points. Good enough for the cover over Providence. Let's take a look here at Connecticut and Marquette today. Here's what I like. Connecticut is red hot, and I talked about it yesterday. You had that team that opened the season, looked like they could be the best team in the country, went through the lull, but resurrected what we thought UConn could be from the early parts of the season. Red hot heading into Big East play, and no surprise playing well in Madison Square Garden, and the fans will turn out for them. Going up against Marquette, sometimes, Kevin, you don't need the whole synopsis of the season, how it went, how these two teams do against each other, who does what. It's just simple for me at times here with matchups that make sense. Take a look at UConn, number three in conference play volume wise behind the arc why does this work out in UConn's favor today because there's 11 teams in the Big East eight that chasing you off of the arc is Marquette but how about this Marquette ninth out of 11 teams at actually defending the three-point line UConn should have the ability to score from the three-point line let's flip it over to Marquette we say hey look at this the number one most efficient team in Big East play on offense that is Marquette they don't turn the basketball over their effective field goal percentage is sensational and also take a look at this they shoot 40% of their total shots from three-point range. If you line it up against UConn, UConn is number two, Kevin, at chasing you off the line, but number one at defending the three-point shot. Here's the problem that you might have with UConn today, though. You look at UConn's offense. They're 10th out of 11 teams at turning it over, and Marquette's defense, which isn't great, is the best team at turning you over in conference basketball play. Flip it over to their offense. They're number one on offense at protecting the basketball. That is a nice advantage to have, but I'm going to ride the hot hand with UConn. I'm going to lay the points today. UConn beats Marquette and moves on. 
One, one thing I'm very interested in, and, and we know that this is a part of tournament time, are the ebbs and flows, right? UConn, or Marquette, excuse me, comes off of a game yesterday, Donnie, where they shot under 40% from the field, under 27% from beyond the arc. We know they're a very talented offense. Now, you mentioned UConn's very, very good on both sides of the yeah. basketball. But sometimes we know it's just in, in basketball. Team gets hot, team gets hot. Not much you can do about it here. I wonder True. if Marquette is due for a good shooting day with how bad things were against the Johnnies at Madison Square Garden. Definitely an exciting game. The other Big East game here features more top 25 action with Xavier 15th in the country, Creighton 24th. Creighton is the favorite in this game. Big time total, 153. Shout out to Big East, Big East here uh, with a ton of points uh, being expected in both of these games. How do you match up Creighton and Xavier? Yeah, I love the fact that we do have a 153 and a half here in the Big East when usually you think about old school Big East basketball, it's grinded out, it's hard defense, hard fouls. That's not the case. Both of these teams get up and down. Now, Xavier, number two in conference played efficiency on offense. The matchup here against Creighton, Creighton's number one on defense in efficiency here. So that's what the matchup I want to look at here comes to fruition. Now, let's take a look at what makes sense again. Sometimes it's easy just to take a look at one team and what they really do well. Xavier is incredible. They get up and down the court. They're going to play with a lot of tempo. And Kevin, they shoot the three-point shot extremely well. 39.3% as a team in conference play, which is number one in conference play. But take a look at this. They don't shoot a ton of them, so they pick and choose their spots here. They're seventh out of 11 teams in volume, but here's what I like out of Creighton's defense. As we said, number one overall in efficiency. Take a look at this, Kevin. Number one in conference play at chasing you off of the three-point line. So if you like to shoot the three-point shot, you make it at a high volume here. That's what Xavier does. That's exactly the defense that Creighton is going to step into. Now, also, when we take a look at other things Creighton does well in defense the best rebounding team in conference play on defense and then we double down with a team that doesn't foul at all so if i'm going to be able to chase you off of the three-point line which you make a good shot a good, a good margin of and then also keep you off of the free throw line that forces you to try to score from down low and if we take a look at it Xavier can do that a little bit, but I'm going to ride the hot hand. I liked Creighton yesterday. I think they match up well with Xavier. Okay. I don't even want to look at the Creighton offense versus defensive side. I just want to look at the defensive side here. Creighton's number one. I'll lean on that in the garden today, Kevin. They'll cover. And look, you know, Creighton has kind of been a, a team of, it almost is like Creighton's been a team of runs within their yeah. own schedule, right? Like we also about that within, the, within a basketball um kind of game, but on, over the course of the season, they had a little blip in the radar where they had lost three of four, but they've now won three consecutive games, uh, all in pretty dominant fashion. We'll see if that stays the case here against Xavier. We go over to the SEC. We've not talked a lot about the SEC tournament. Uh, that's because it's one of the later starting tournaments, though, as that one uh, will finish up on Sunday. Uh, Alabama and Mississippi State. We've seen the Crimson Tide come back to number four in the country, at least in the AP poll. They're seven and a half point favorite tonight, uh, or today, excuse me, in Nashville. So 1 p.m. Eastern time tip here against the Bulldogs. What do we see here with Alabama and Mississippi State? Let's play some defense here because also when you take a look at teams okay. that may be not matching up, if you have a long, hard-fought game the day before here, Mississippi State did that. They went into overtime to pick up their victory. Now, Alabama, a lot swirling around the program. Maybe that decompression period, having a couple days off might have helped them. But the one thing that we do know, Alabama in SEC conference play, Kevin, number one on offense and efficiency, but also number one on defense in efficiency. So I'm going to focus in here on Alabama's defensive numbers. You take a look at that number, minus 7.5, 137.5. That's where we're sitting here. Do I think Alabama 
Alabama wins the game? Sure, I do. But it's still conference play. Sometimes taking the points makes some sense. But I'm going to focus on a team total here for Mississippi State. Look at Alabama, as we said, number one in conference play by a margin here, being the toughest team to go up against from a defensive perspective here. Take a look at their defense. They have basically the trifecta, right? Number one overall defense, number one at defending the three-point line, number one at defending inside the arc. Why is that important? Mississippi State, not all that efficient here on offense in conference play. Kevin, 11th overall. How about this? 12th in turning the basketball over. 14th, which is dead last from three-point range at under 25% as a team here. So it's going to be tough to score. Now, granted, Alabama's going to want to get up and run. They're going to try to dictate the tempo. But as we know, Mississippi State is extremely slow. How does Mississippi State win this basketball, Kevin? By getting into a rock'em, sock'em shootout game with Alabama? No. They're going to try to enforce their will and slow this basketball game down. Not to say they can't win it. I don't think they will. Alabama's the better team. But you know where I'm going at the FanDuel Sportsbook today? 65 and a half is the team total for Mississippi State. I'm going under that total. Maybe a little bit of tired legs, fresh legs on defense for Alabama. If Mm. we get a slower pace in this game than what Alabama wants to play, we should be under that 65 and a half. I'll go team total under Mississippi State. Yeah, it makes sense. Look, Alabama has been coverless since all the Brandon Miller stuff. Here, though, now, they've so they are coming off of a loss, an outright loss to A&M. They've not lost a lot of games this year, but you look at the last two times they played following a loss against Oklahoma, they lose. They beat Vanderbilt, oh, my goodness, 101-44. to mm-hmm. And then they lost to Tennessee, and they beat Georgia 108-59. to Just two preposterous drubbings that they offered up following a loss here. So Alabama uh, is not the kind of team that uh, has struggled off of a loss. They've been a good team to back. We'll see if that's true here against Mississippi State because it's now been a while since they've covered. The other SEC game that you wanted to mention, I don't don't like rushing things, though. So we have a couple of other games we're going to get to here. Uh, But I know we're looking at Arkansas and A&M. As far as that SEC slate goes in full, Kentucky's got a game against Vanderbilt which is really, really important for the Wildcats here. They lost to Vanderbilt at Rupp Arena. I mean, that was a stretch. No one ever won at Rupp Arena. Yes. Not really been the case, but they lo- they have to get that revenge back there against Vanderbilt. Tennessee and Missouri play a really, really good game between two top 25 teams as well. But after the break, what we're going to do, we're going to hit A&M Arkansas. We're going to talk about the number one team in the country in Houston, and then we'll hit some of the NBA games for you as well. Embiid and Jokic in action tonight. Keep it right here. It's the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Tonight, uh, Donnie, Arkansas and A&M has your eye. I think the Razorbacks could go on a little run here in this SEC tournament, uh, but they'll have to handle their business against a tough Texas A&M team. Uh, but this is a close, close line here. What do you see with A&M and the uh, Arkansas Razorbacks? Yeah, Arkansas's run stops right here, Kevin, in Nashville, Tennessee. Ah. So I do believe A&M is the better side today. A slight favorite heading into this one. Let's take a look just at the defensive side for Texas A&M and how their defense matches up. They're three in conference play overall in efficiency on defense, which is great. And how about this? They defend the three-point shot at under 30%, but they're going to let you shoot it. They're 14th in conference play in the SEC at volume from a three-point defensive side, which sometimes can get you into trouble. But how about Arkansas's offense, Kevin, which is eighth in conference play a percentage at 32 percent which isn't very good but 13th at volume only 29 percent of their shots come from three-point range in this analytical age that's very low you usually see most teams in the high 30s low 40s and some crazies up there around like 47 48 percent which means they take half of their shots from three-point range but also if you take a look at arkansas what they do well point distribution kevin number two in conference play at scoring inside the arc which again just laid it out they don't really rely on the three-point shot why does that become of an interest here for Texas A&M defense? They're 12th at defending, or should I say giving up points in point distribution inside the arc. That could factor in. And if we're looking at a close basketball game, also check this out. Arkansas's defense, Kevin, 13th in conference play at fouling. Texas A&M, number one in conference play at getting to the free throw line. Now, sometimes you say to yourself, that's great, but how do they shoot from the free throw line? Well, how about this? Texas A&M, 78% for the team from the free throw line, good for number one in conference play. You have a good matchup on de- good matchup on defense for Texas A&M, and the offensive profile fits where a team that likes to get to the free throw line, the other team fouls, and the other team converts at a high percentage. I'm going to take A&M squeaking this one out. I'll lay the light, lumber, light number today on this one. Yeah, again, a, a very close bird here. Arkansas was one of those teams as well that had a lot of those preseason expectations. You know, preseason number 10 uh, in college basketball. They've struggled in what's been a really, I think it's been a really good season for the SEC. I actually think it's been underrated. And again, I'm not saying the Big 12 doesn't deserve a lot of the praise, but I think the SEC, if you look at all the teams that are in action today, the eight teams, uh, I just think it's a very talented conference uh, this year. Uh, we'll see how they hold up, and we'll see who can survive in advance today. The, the last uh, singular game that we're going to lock into right here, though, Nani, and I think this is good that we're going to get to this, uh, because you've got Houston, the number one team in college basketball, mm-hmm. laying 23 points to East Carolina in their opening game of the AAC tournament here. What do you see with Houston and East Carolina? Yeah, Houston should win, but again, they survive in advance. You're not going to lose any points if you don't win this game by 25 points or by margin. But I'm actually going to focus on an incredibly low number, and that's ECU's team total here, which listed at the FanDuel Sportsbook. 
54 and a half, and I'm going to go under. Why does it make some sense here? Well, ECU played yesterday. Okay, they get a little bit of a good feel, picked up a W. But now you're going in against a completely different animal. Number one by a wide margin in conference play. Inefficiency on defense is Houston. How about ECU's offense? There's 11 teams in this conference. They're 10th overall efficiency. And how about this? Effective field goal percentage. They're dead last on offense. Talking about ECU. And again, Houston is number one. The trifecta once again. You want to shoot three-point shots against Houston? It doesn't work. 31% against for the season for Houston. That's number one in conference play. You want to go inside the arc? Number one at defending it at 45%. Nothing really is going to work out in your favor because also, if you're taking a look at a team that doesn't shoot the three-point shot all that well, ECU. CU, 10th in conference, 31%. Inside the arc, 44%. I don't really think this is going to matter. Houston's going to slow this game down and really strangle East Carolina. I know it's tough to look at a 54 and a half and say you're going to the under, but that's where I'm going today. I think ECU will struggle to get around 50 points. I'm going to roll that way in this game as opposed to laying the massive margin. It'll be... Looking at so it's the single game they played, and it was also a home for East Carolina. So I'm hardly going to act like it was the best sample size. But when they did play, Houston held them to 19 first half points, and then 38 in the second half. You know, it, and it makes sense letting the foot off of the gas. But here's the other thing: mm-hmm. East Carolina scored 57 points. They hit a three with 40 seconds left to then push you over that team total there. So it's going to be in range. Uh, it'll be a fun one to follow then. Uh, and again, check us out on Tough. Moneyline. We're going to be live with all the action here uh, that will be happening and, and taking place over the course of that show. 1 p.m. Eastern start time for us and the Houston Cougars. Let's hit the NBA tonight, Don. We've got Portland uh, taking the trip over to Philadelphia. The Sixers are a nine-point favorite here. And it's something you and I talked about a little bit earlier in the week is could Joel Embiid ramp up the MVP race here up against Nikola Jokic? And I think it's going to continue. He's going to need great, great performances, but he's been putting up great performances. The Sixers have been winning basketball games at a very, very strong rate now for a very long time, and they're favored to do just that once again here tonight against the Blazers. I think when when you start to look at Embiid, you know, 30-plus and a win, right, those player performance double markets that we would so routinely talk about, those are the kind of things that would line up here for me is I still think Embiid could keep this MVP race alive here against Nikola Jokic, but it requires big games and a lot of victories. Exactly. It really does. And also, maybe if they can move up the standings in the Easter Conference, that would help. But Joel Embiid can't really, you know, factor into that. You got to play it on a day to day basis, but he should be able to score against Portland. If we're looking at a total in the 230s, that means a lot is going to be up in the air. At the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, Joel Embiid's points prop is a 32 and a half. If you're looking for an MVP push, you're going to lean on Joel Embiid in this game. We should get a pretty good pace. The Sixers should win. I don't know if I want to lay the price here as I did going against Portland in their last game against the Boston Celtics, but how about this, Kevin? No longer are we seeing 37 and a halves, 36 and a halves, 35 and a halves. On the road, Dame Lillard tonight, 32 and a half. So I don't know if some of that luster is off of Damian Lillard at this point now, where, again, if he scores 33 points, that's a great game for an NBA talent, but we were seeing him closer to 40 points at some times. The Sixers should win this game going away. James Harden expected to be back in the lineup. Nurkic also expected to be in the lineup tonight for the Portland Trailblazers. Sixers should win this game, but if I'm looking from a perspective, I think you nailed it. It's Joel Embiid. If he goes out tonight and has 27, 11, and 9, Boy, that sounds awesome. But it feels like he has to go nuclear in a couple of these games to continue that momentum if he wants to chase down that elusive MVP. 
to, to quickly on Lillard, I'm glad you brought this up. And to pat myself on, on the back a little bit. Remember, he went into the Golden State game and it was 37 and a half. I was like, what do we do with this yeah. number? Road I was like, Lillard. So he, yes. It's, and again, he's averaging 30 points per game on the road. But it's four less than he averages in Portland. And every game was in Portland for whatever reason. You look at Dame now, and five of his last six have been on the road. What do you know? The one home game scored 41 points. But he's been under his props in every game but one during this road stretch. However, because Lillard's not been scoring under 30 very often, and that's what we got in the game out of Boston, Lillard bouncing back tonight in Philly, Donnie, with now that number coming back down to, for what is Damian Lillard reachable range, 32 and a half, I like a Lillard over here against the Sixers or go over the four and a half threes. You're going to like plus 115. Which for I mean we were getting Lillard five and a half threes like minus one fifteen like that's what we were getting so I think that tonight could be a good night to back Dame. Let's get to the MVP favorite twelve point favorites for the Denver Nuggets here in San Antonio, which is hardly surprising. The Spurs are absolutely atrocious. Jokic minus one ten for a triple double makes a lot of sense to me. Jokic has consistently had triple doubles after losses. He has had he averages a triple double in games that the Nuggets win. They are massive favorites to win this basketball game here tonight. Uh, you know, sometimes you keep it simple and that simple one looks like the right option for me. Yeah, it does. And also, we have to remind ourselves, we just talked about Joel Embiid. These guys know what they're doing each and every night and the guys that are in that MVP race. So if you're taking a look at an 8 o'clock start, similar to what the Sixers will have, they're basically going head-to-head tonight. But also, you take a look at the total in this game, which is going to be in the mid-230s. That's sensational for scoring in here. But the question that always comes up is, yes, Denver is on the road. Sure, they're a better home team like most teams in the NBA, but is blowout factor, excuse me, is the blowout factor going to come in? But even having said that, doesn't it feel like you're just basically betting on the assist market here for Nikola Jokic on the triple-double? We know he's going to get over 10 points and 10 rebounds here. Can he get those 11 assists, 10 assists that he's going to need? I'm going to say he does because even when he misses, Kevin, he's within like one rebound or one assist away from that. I think that market for the triple-doubles does make a lot of sense here. Nikola Jokic at 22.5 points. I actually like the triple-double more than I like Jokic going over 23.5 points, which sounds wild. That's just the way his game comes to fruition. Yeah, it absolutely does. He's actually now missed the triple double. It's also, again, I know, I think people have associated me with Jokic slander throughout the season, actually, despite the fact that I really, really do love watching him play. Uh, but Jokic has earned all of the praise he's received this season. He's now not had a triple double in two consecutive games, and that feels stunning. Like, he's a seven foot center. It's like, yeah, he's due for a triple double. It's been two games mm-hmm. since he's had one, it's been that kind of season. For Jokic. Lakers Raptors tonight. Gabe Morensi will be in attendance according to the Whoa. Twitter feed there. So do you do you bet good vibes for Gabe here? I'll tell you, hey, if, in case Gabe doesn't make game time decisions, though I imagine he will, he likes the Raptors, just to, to, to help you out uh, with that. <laughs> what do you think Lakers raps, Donnie? Yeah, it should be. Again, we just try to line up. Is Anthony Davis playing? He should be playing tonight. Look at his points prop, 28 and a half. I like the Lakers at home. They're a much deeper team here. Mm. We'll see which starting lineup actually comes to play on both sides. But Fred Van Vliet, here's the option tonight. Do the NBA refs uh-huh. get angry at Fred and tee him up and call fouls to foul him out? Or do they just let the Toronto Raptors play to let this die down? Even though we're taking a look at roughly a pick em spread, I think the Lakers do handle their business tonight at home. Yeah, but the Raptors have transitioned to favorites here, which is now allows me to activate a trend. The Raptors, Donnie, 12 games as a road favorite, 2 mm. and 10 in those games. Absolutely abysmal. Russell. 
Absolutely abysmal. That's right. D'Angelo Russell expected to be back here uh, in this game. So the Lakers could have a nice opportunity. That D'Lo, though, could throw off some props. So do be cautious with a couple of those numbers. We close out the NBA. We've got a lot of conference tournament action to break down on the other side of the early nine. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live on the early line, Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side here taking a look at some of the conference tournaments. We'll just say we're going to look at a lot of stuff for the weekend. The NBA uh, this weekend does offer up Warriors Bucks on Saturday night, uh, which should be a lot of fun, assuming we get everybody available because that game is home for Golden State. And again, it won't necessarily change things. But it will tra- they will then just become hilarious to me. If they go five consecutive wins at home, three straight losses on the road, they play the best team in the NBA in the box, and then they... Like, I'd love for them to just smash the box. Like That would be very, very funny and on brand for the Golden State Warriors. But I want to get to these conference tournaments, DRS, because when you and I are back on Monday, the bracket will be set, which is incredible to think about. This, I feel like we say this often, but this is really, I think, snuck up on people this year. So I want to take the opportunity to look at some of the bigger tournaments, uh, conference tournaments here, and how we expect those to to play out. I am just curious, has anything, one thing, in any of the conferences jumped out to you at the early stages here uh, for the conference tournament play? Looks like scoring a little bit easier than maybe anticipated here. A lot of these teams that have good offenses are certainly showing out at this point. But also, Kevin, this comes the time where some of these teams, again, second game, third game in a row, other teams being introduced to a court, like we're going to take a look at Houston today. So I'm still trying to wait on what is actually going to take place and how some of that fatigue might step in. Absolutely. So, look, what we have for you are these updated brackets, and we have currently updated odds as well for all of the tournaments that – uh, we're looking to talk about here, uh, which is fantastic. Let's start with the ACC, Donnie. We're down to four teams here. Duke, Miami, Virginia, Clemson. That's the order that these teams are booked on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Duke plus 200. Miami is plus 210. Virginia is plus 230. Clemson's plus 470. 
So all of these teams very, very close right now for their expectations. Miami plays Duke today. Virginia plays Clemson. When This will end on Saturday. Do you have a strong lean right now in this ACC tournament and who you're trusting the most? Look, Duke is playing really good basketball. Miami certainly the number one seed playing very good basketball as well. That's going to be an absolute war that we anticipate tonight at 7 o'clock. Flip it over to the other bracket. Now, yeah. I'm not saying Clemson isn't a very good basketball team. They're solid, but I think Virginia is better. Virginia showed their moxie going up against North Carolina and handling their business. The way they play, they should be able to beat Clemson. Both of those teams certainly don't want to run up and down the court. So if I just look at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Kevin, and say Duke is plus 200, Miami's plus 210, and Virginia's plus 230, I actually think there's an easier chance that Virginia gets to the championship game, which is half the battle, than me betting between Miami and mm -hmm. Duke, who I see roughly as a coin flip in that type of game. Yeah, I actually would rather not be betting Duke at this price here. Being plus 200 uh, for the shortest number, they split with Miami on the season. Their victory was a two-point home win. They lost their game to UVA. They lost their game to Clemson. I, I, I'm a bit interested in Miami at the plus 210 even, Donnie. Now, again, you could just bet them as an underdog today yeah. against the Blue Devils here, but Miami has been the best team in this conference. They're the number one seed in this conference and the fact that they're not booked as the favorites and Duke is. And I think there is some value here on the U. I think the U would be favored uh, in the ACC tournament championship game as well if they're able to get past Duke today. And again, that is a lighter line. Let's get over to the Big 12 then where we've got the Kansas Jayhawks yesterday handling their business against West Virginia and checking in with a minus price right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's minus 105 on Kansas, plus 230 on Texas, plus 420 TCU. And then the Cyclones yesterday who played a really, really fun basketball game against the the Baylor Bears are at 5-1. to one. When you look at the Big 12 right now, Kansas draws Iowa State, Texas draws TCU. Can anybody take out Kansas? I think they can. Now, granted, you're getting a minus price here for Kansas, which you're always looking for that plus money because you still have to win two full basketball games to cut down the nets there in the conference tournament. The Big 12 has been incredibly competitive. So would you be shocked if Kansas got knocked off? Not necessarily. Can Iowa State do it? They were phenomenal yesterday coming back and beating Baylor, a very good team here in the Big 12. Now, granted, Baylor doesn't play any defense. Kansas is going to play much better defense. That should be tougher. Kansas probably wins this game. But look at the other side of the bracket. I mean, we've seen Texas, who recently, mopped up the floor with Kansas. Now, granted, didn't mean much for Kansas. They already had the Big 12 wrapped up, and Bill Self basically told you, hey, I was about to make my team practice. It was such a bad performance. But how about this? Sometimes we want to look towards on the court. Bill Self not going to be coaching the rest of the way here in the Big 12. We'll see if he actually makes it back for March Madness. That has to factor in. As the stakes get higher here, Bill Self is one of the better game day coaches. Forget about, oh, I could recruit and bring the kids in. He's phenomenal game day coach. That's going to hurt them a little bit. So I'm going to take a look at Kansas and say, I don't want to bet them. So it would probably come from Iowa State if they can knock off Kansas at a 5-1 to one price yeah. or Texas at a plus 230 price. I think Texas has a really good chance to knock off TCU and get to the final. That Cyclones number five to one, Donnie, from what you just said, right? I mean, they had a split this mm -hmm. year with yeah. KU, a split with Texas, and they swept yep. TCU. It's a big ticket yep. of five to one. They, and if it they is. get past Kansas, they they're not catching eight, nine from Kansas tonight. Yeah. Four and a half point line. Very winnable basketball game yep. here for Iowa State, who, you know, has now won two consecutive games, both of those against the Baylor Bears, not a top 10 team 
in college basketball. That 5-1 to one number on Iowa State, I definitely agree, is tempting. We go over to the Big East now, and we talked about this already, Donnie. We previewed these games, so we can go through this a little bit easier here. UConn, Creighton, Marquette, Xavier. Any juice to you in the futures market here? UConn the favorite at plus 175. Yeah, and UConn should be the favorite here because I think actually they're the four seed, which is crazy. And you're saying to yourself, okay, look at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. They're a plus 175 as the favorite to cut the Nets down. I think they do beat Marquette as that top seed, which would put them in the final. Xavier Creighton is going to be sensational. So if you take a look at Creighton moving forward, that's going to be a great finish. But again, I just think the hottest team in Big East play with maybe the most talent upside here would be UConn at a plus 175. I think it makes sense. And then Creighton at plus 230. Those would be my two teams here. If I had to pick right now, I think just UConn of momentum here is that's enough to take down the Big East in the Garden. Look, UConn's a really interesting team. They're fourth overall in Ken Palm, yeah. and you wouldn't know that, right? When you obviously with the AP poll, there, there's a big gap there between kind of where they're slotted overall. But UConn has been a team looked upon favorably all season long, and again, favor to win now this Big East tournament. The Big Ten, and this is kind of where we get to maybe have a little bit more fun because both the Big Ten and the SEC tournament don't button up. Yeah until Sunday, so there are more options for us here. You've got Purdue Rutgers today, Michigan State, Ohio State, Northwestern against Penn State, and then Indiana against Maryland. Is and, and of, So that, that kind of bracket will, will chug along here, Donnie. Purdue, Indiana could not play until a potential title game. Indiana's the second choice at 4-1. to one. What do you think here in the Big Ten? Is one team standing out over the rest? Purdue should be at plus 145, but again, the Big 12, excuse me, the Big 10 has knocked each other off each and every time, just like the Big 12 has done that. If I'm looking for an easier bracket to try to get through with a chance, like Northwestern is the two seed in the Big 10. We're just talking about Northwestern trying to squeak into the tournament and maybe one of those teams playing on day one, but here they are mm-hmm. as a two seed. Penn State, who did win yesterday against Illinois, they have a legitimate chance to knock them out. If I'm looking for, it's not even a long shot here. Number two here on the FanDuel Sportsbook, and that's Indiana at a four to one price. I think they can beat Maryland. I think they can beat the winner of the Northwestern Penn State game and wind up in the final as opposed to taking the favorite with Purdue. They're going to get a tough look because Rutgers is a very good defensive team and scrappy with their win yesterday against Michigan. Michigan State, Ohio State, Ohio State, how about that? Back-to-back victories here, which is kind of interesting. But Michigan State will certainly put up a fight against Ohio State and then also against Purdue. Instead of just taking the favorite here, I'll take Indiana. Now, they do have some stars Mm -hmm. that can play at the highest level. Four to one, decent price. Instead of going with Purdue, I'll take the team second in line. Yeah, I think the other thing is, if you're if you're going to fade Purdue, we're still at a point in this tournament because of all the options. You could grab multiple teams if you were were tempted enough by that. If you thought there were a couple of teams that could be live overall, I listen. I know it's probably a very basic thing to say, but Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo. They got themselves a favorable draw. Going up and and seeing Ohio State today because we pulled off a couple of upsets there, and if they get past Purdue, you got six to one in a title game, and they played Purdue very close at Purdue this season. I believe they lost that game by just one. Uh, they did lose both of those games, but a Boilermakers group losing a big game would hardly be the first time. We'll get to the Pac-12 in a second here. I do want to get to the SEC because again, this is the other tournament that offers up plenty more options here. Bama's plus one forty-five, Tennessee's plus three forty. Four to one on the Kentucky Wildcats here. And again, this one will not finish until Sunday, Donnie. So when you look at what's offered up here in SEC play, with still three more days of games. What do you like in the SEC tournament? 
Yeah, it feels like a complete toss-up, too. And if you take a look at the odds there, Alabama is the favorite, and rightfully so. But aren't we still waiting for that swirling around the Alabama team or they're just going to come up a little bit lame? That might be the case. I do think they win today against Mississippi State. But if you're talking about, you know, this game finishing on Sunday at 1 o'clock where we get the victor, there already be lines, so the championship doesn't actually matter. That certainly goes into another conversation. But if you're looking up and down, Alabama-Mississippi State, pretty competitive game. Missouri-Tennessee, same thing. Texas A&M-Arkansas, and also Kentucky and Vanderbilt. You take a look at what makes sense. I'm not going to take Alabama at 145 because I need them to maybe if they win decisive today, you sort of get on that momentum. But that's not what we're doing the show. We're doing it before they actually take on Mississippi State. Tennessee is interesting. Slow down the place. Pay defense here. Kentucky at four to one. I'll go with A&M. That five to one price. I just like their profile and the way they match up. And also sometimes forgotten, Kevin, they are the number two seed coming into this tournament and are going to kick yes, it off are. here. I think they're going to beat Arkansas today. You know, Kentucky Vanderbilt. We know Kentucky is ultimately a talented team, but we've shown them not show up in certain instances. And there's no guarantee they're going to beat Vandy today. I'll go A&M at a nice price point at five to one to cut down the nets in the SEC. I tell you, I, I would, and I like it. Kentucky winning this, still being on the seven line and Calipari being like, I don't understand how they did this to us. And it's like, well, it was every year, John. Like, they, they didn't even watch the SEC championship game. But let me, I'm actually going to go another direction on this, Donnie. And, and I'll be honest, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually kind of credit every time this season you have uh, did a breakdown for an Alabama game. You go, look, forget being the number one team in the conference in offense and defense. They're number one in the country, it almost feels like, on both sides of the ball here. Yeah. I think this plus 145 number is born, one, a little bit because we've got more teams available, right? We're not, we're not down to your final four teams. Yeah. But they have not been their dominant selves over the last four games. But we know they can be here. There's not a single team that would be favored over the Crimson Tide. It doesn't mean they couldn't be vulnerable, right? If they get past uh, their game against Mississippi State today, both Mizzou and Tennessee are dangerous basketball teams. But Alabama at a plus price is tempting enough for me in this SEC tournament. Then getting over to the Pac-12, look, the odds tell us Arizona and UCLA are going to play one another. Plus 105 Arizona, plus 125 UCLA. And Donnie would be pretty surprising if they did not play one another. They split the season series. Home teams winning uh, each of the games here. Do you have a lean? Or would you rather take a big shot on either Oregon or Arizona State? Now, you're probably going to take the favorite here in Arizona. Also, taking on Arizona State, who's already played two games. This is their third game. So maybe Arizona gets a little bit easier game today than UCLA does get against Oregon. Also, key injury for UCLA might factor into this. I'll go Arizona. We'll go chalk in this one finally at a plus 105. Yeah, which is, again, totally fair. Here's my other thing. We talk, oh, I mean, you know, what if Oregon pulls the upset? Well, they're going to be a decisive underdog to Arizona. It, it, it's yeah. close to impossible, Donnie to see one of Arizona or UCLA not winning this. Even if yeah. one of them is upset today, mm-hmm. it would be stunning if then the one that was remaining did not cut down the nets and win the Pac-12 tournament there. It's, again, just about which one of the big ones you project. A lot of good stuff's going to be happening this weekend. Sports Grid will have you covered all the way throughout. The next time the early line is live on a Monday, we have the bracket will be set. But don't go anywhere. Listen up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um. How about this? Final segment of the week for the early line. Radio right and Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Network. Donnie and Kevin capping off an absolutely sensational sports week with an even more incredible sports weekend ahead. But before you do that, you got to make sure that you stay tuned right here on Sports Grid for the morning after coming up next with Ben Stevens and all the information you need and the rest of your Sports Grid day. We went over a ton of topics there. The NFL, certainly, it's always popping. Hey! Aaron Rodgers, we're waiting for a decision. Could we possibly get one over the weekend? But quite frankly, will anybody even notice? We're going to be talking NBA. It's going to be a good weekend here, a couple big-time games. But I think everybody is focused on one event. It's conference tournament week, and it's championship weekend. Listen up. I can't wait to see how it plays out this weekend. Why? Because all the lines are going to be set. One line, two line, three line, four line, and all the way through at larges. You're also going to see selection Sunday, the automatic bids, the teams getting excited, bid stealers here. It's all up for grabs this weekend. And granted, on the show, the early line, we'll be back on Monday. Do you know what happens even before that, too? It's daylight saving, people. Make sure on Sunday you don't miss any of our programming by waking up too late because you forgot to change your clocks here. Because Selection Sunday is a big deal. Why? Everybody starts to focus on their bracket and their pool, which is sensational. But before you get there, we have an unbelievable Friday set up here with unbelievable top 25 action, which then enhances on Saturday and, yes, moves into Sunday where there still are championship games to be played. Heck, we'll even be in in uh, Atlantic City tonight, both myself, B. Rutz, our producer, and also Kevin Walsh watching a little Iona basketball. It's going to be a great weekend overall, whether you're betting individually or looking overall at the big picture, and that is Selection Sunday coming up, who's in, who's out, and everything. Kicks off in the first four there, out in Dayton, and away we go in our March Madness towards crowning a national champion. It all starts this weekend. Don't miss out, and don't wake up late. Set those clocks. Remember in advance. We're here for you at the grid. Now, coming up next, Ben Stevens in the morning after and the rest of your Sports Grid day. See you later. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.